Welcome everyone to the Follow the Yogi podcast. I'm Vicki Santana, your host. Join me every week while I'll share with you mind-blowing secrets of the practice of yoga, the philosophy of it, the physical practice of it, and I tie it all together so we can apply these secrets to our lives. Stay tuned. You might just find a little gem that will change your life. And now, on to our next dose of Follow the Yogi. Hi, everyone. Vicki Santana here, and welcome to the Follow the Yogi podcast. So excited to have you here once again. I got a question for you. Are you one of those folks that reach and scroll through your phone first thing in the morning, first thing in the AM, before you do anything else, before you even get out of bed? I know that I used to be. For years now, though, I don't anymore. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but after learning what happens in the brain when I do, I decided to curtail it. I decided that for the most part, not to use my phone when I first wake up. And here's how I even got to thinking about that. So a long time ago, I would awaken to good morning texts from my partner. Now, if the text was there, awesome, fantastic. My day was just perfect. If the text wasn't there when I was expecting it, there was a deeper, more somber feeling that started my day, started wondering what's up, what's going on. (laughs) Now, at that time, it seemed normal enough. But then when we broke up and I knew the texts were never going to be there again, I have to admit, I had some serious withdrawal. Now, my logical brain said that that's not normal, girlfriend. And my emotional brain was like, but I love him so. Fortunately, my logic won out. And that kind of started me on the quest of what happens when we initially start off our day looking at our phone. How does that impact us? What are the benefits of not doing it at all? And, you know, when should we fire that phone up? Now, let me be super clear. I do use my phone as my alarm. So I do reach for it and hit dismiss. Um, But I don't start scrolling. I don't start looking. I don't start uh, going out into the outside world right when I first wake up. Now, I know most of us these days were glued to our smartphones, you know, and even though they can and do help us be more productive, it's basically my desktop when I'm not around my laptop. It can improve the quality of our lives. It can also be a major, and I mean major source of distraction and stress. Think of it this way, you know, smartphones make great servants, but they make lousy masters. Now, despite all of these amazing benefits, it's becoming more and more obvious that people really don't have control over their smartphone use. And this is not a judgment call. I'm going to explain to you what happens when you use your smartphone. So we don't judge one another. You know, if someone doesn't do it the way we're doing it, there are things that happen in the brain that make it more challenging to stop the habit. All right. So by not being able to understand that we're not able to control it, So then that's beginning to start to negatively impact our productivity and in some cases, our mental health. Here's a statistic that I read. 80% of people check their smartphones within 15 minutes of waking up each morning. And that is a big problem. I watch folks be on their phone 
uh, before their meditation session, before their yoga class, before they go to sleep. Um, let's focus on the AM. All right. So here are the reasons to not look at your phone first thing in the morning. Reason number one, I feel like a game show host, increased stress and anxiety. When you wake up and immediately check your phone, you're being bombarded with new messages, emails, to-dos, and a bunch of other stimuli advertisement that creates potentially a feeling of stress and anxiety. It's like, your brain is still super malleable in the morning. So whatever you're looking at is input first thing in the AM to set up the rest of your day. Now, notice I really don't post things uh, early in the AM on social media. The last thing I want to do is to, br to bring into your brain anything that you don't want to have happen, even if it's a positive, at a girl, at a boy, badass yogi kind of comment. Still, I understand that you haven't had a chance to wake up and anything that gets deposited in there may not be suited for you that early in the moment, in the moment. So from the moment you wake up, external stimuli are pulling for your attention, giving you no time, no space to start your day calmly. Think about it. We have families, we have pets, we have our own life, we have bladders. Everything is pulling for your attention. But if we give our attention to this one thing, and it's almost like shooting dice. You're scrolling and you really don't know what you're going to find. You don't have control of what you're seeing. We think we have control over what we're seeing. But once we press that button or once we scroll up, it's a crapshoot, basically, to see what's coming up. And that leaves us open to unconsciously populate our day because we're unconsciously populating our mind. So you have unconsciously given away your power on how your day is gonna go. Immediately turning to your phone when you wake up can start your day off in a way that is more likely to increase stress and kind of leave you feeling overwhelmed. So if you wanna avoid starting your day feeling rushed, stressed, anxious, stop checking your smartphone. Take a moment from waking up Put some space between waking up and before starting your day. Um, here's a good suggestion on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Instead of checking your smartphone, join me. Meditation, 6.30 a.m., vickysantana.com. Don't take your phone with you. I'll do all the timing for us. I promise. Reason number two, your time and attention have just been hijacked. Listen, by checking your social media, your email, your messages right after waking up, you let other people's opinions, their requests, advertising, get into your mind, which populates your thinking, your thoughts, your ideas, and focus are immediately hijacked by new messages, emails, notifications. And in other words, your mind will be occupied with other people's agenda. What? Mm-hmm. Not your own. Because you haven't given the time for your own thoughts to bubble up and organize your day. So instead of starting your day proactively focusing on your own goals, you're being forced to react to other people's stuff. And I use the word force very loosely because we're the ones that are picking up the phone. 
All right, so think about it. You wouldn't let hundreds of people into your home blasting their requests and their opinions right in the morning when you wake up. So why would you let that happen through a device? It's the same thing. The brain is processing it the same way. So nowadays, you know, most of us, to be honest, we're glued to our smartphones. And even though they can help us be more productive and improve the quality of our lives, it's also a major source of distraction and stress. And yeah, it is stressful to look at your phone. Again, you don't know what's going to pop up there. So doing that first thing in the morning is definitely setting the tone of your day. It's also a productivity drainer. I know. I know. I know. We all say it. We all know it. But do we really know what's going on? So here's my phone. I haven't looked. I said, I'm going to wait until I do the podcast. So I'm going to check to see on Instagram, which is I do most of my business on. And I'm going to see how much time I spend on average. Mm -hmm. Please hold. Talk amongst yourselves. Feel free. Um, my activity, time, that's a relief. Okay, it says an hour and 23 minutes. On average, you'll see on Monday, which is my work day, is woo, way up there. That's when I'm really putting in a lot of my social media stuff on there. Take a sobering look. When I first did this a while back, I do it like once a month. When I first did this, it was in the upwards of five hours on average every single day. And I wasn't even working. It wasn't even part of my productivity for work. It was part of my socializing. So if you find yourself that you don't have enough time to do the important things, the things that you really want to do in life, take a hold of your phone. Check to see how much time you're spending on, and that's just one. And still, I try to keep it down to a minimum. Reason number three, you prime your brain for distraction for the rest of the day. Listen, if you already have issues with focusing, with mental fortitude, this looking at your phone first thing in the morning is not helping by starting the day distracted. You set the tone for a distracted day. Most people assume that they can smoothly go from one distraction to intense focus, but that's not the case. That's not the way the brain works. So the information overload that hits you before you're fully awake interferes with your ability to prioritize tasks. Remember, you're being influenced based on what you see. Your mood is being changed based on what you see. So your ability to prioritize tasks, tasks at all, much less from a pure place, goes away the moment you pick up that phone. And here's what happens. So during the day, we're more likely to get distracted easier and quicker when we check our smartphone first thing in the morning. You know, here's a few real life examples. When you check your phone first thing in the morning, you're kind of starting your day behind the planning, thinking, my own opinion, eight ball, and you're not going to recover from it. Those requests and those interruptions and those problems are endless. If we can really be honest with ourselves, there's very little that can't wait for 59 minutes from the moment we rise. All right, now we're going to dive a little deeper into the why this is the case. 
uh, your smartphone, dopamine, and your brain. So when you check social media or email, the brain releases a lot of dopamine and dopamine is the most awesome feeling. It's a neurological chemical that makes you feel rewarded. So the brain craves dopamine, like an eight-year-old craves candy or like this yogi craves public cake. I'm telling you, it'll stimulate the repetition of behavior that led to the dopamine release in the first place. So you use your phone, you get rewarded. The brain wants more dopamine. It's going to make you crave the phone more so you can get more dopamine and get rewarded just a little bit more. Really simple, right? But it's insidious. So when you give your brain that dopamine hit in the AM and it feels good, it'll search for it throughout the rest of the day. We'll feel this especially um, when things slow down during our day, when we have slower moments. Here's my favorite and here's where it destroys productivity. When we're working on something that really challenges us, but we don't want to deal with it at the moment. We want that dopamine hit will reach for the phone. Now, if you ever smoked, you probably have also experienced this where there's um, a task, a project, a situation, a conversation that you're needing to tackle and you want to put space between it because you don't want to deal with it. So what do you do? You grab a cigarette and you spark up and that puts space and it also fires off dopamine in the brain. You get rewarded for taking that cigarette And maybe you feel temporarily that you're better apt to go back to that task. But that time in between taking the cigarette, or in this case, getting on your phone and scrolling, that time goes away. And it's really hard telling you to go from this to focusing on this. Two different ways of thinking. I remember when I first started, I used to, when I first started the research, I was like, Well, I don't care. I do what I want. Well, here's the thing. We're actually not doing what we want. We're doing what we crave. We're rewarding ourselves for this passive behavior. You know, and I I look at it now, not as my right to use my phone, but as a battle against my brain's cravings. Um, And if I think that I can override my brain's cravings, I'm wrong. It's that simple. And it's that humbling. All right, so how the hell do we stop? How the heck do we stop checking our phone in the morning? Okay, the first thing is I want you to know that it's not gonna be that easy that you're going to want to grab for your phone. That you think that you have to. We even take reasons or make reasons in our minds why we have to. So here's what I do. I put my phone on airplane mode the night before when I'm my cutoff time is about nine. I put it in airplane mode and nothing comes through. I also turn off Wi-Fi. I know. I know. It's like uh, when I first started doing that, I was like, I'm just going to break out in a cold sweat. I don't think I'm going to survive this. And that in and of itself told me how dire and how addicted I was, how much I craved that phone, how much of a habit it became. It was no longer a tool of productivity or even of entertainment. It was a must have all the time, even if I was tired, even if I just woke up, 
even if I didn't want to. So I'm talking about the AM, but that AM is setting the tone for the rest of the day. Remember, dopamine, rewarding, craving, doing, and it's this vicious cycle. And we find ourselves late at night, exhausted, still scrolling through the phone, even though we really know we don't need to. The reason I put it in airplane mode is also, so I am not bombarded with messages, with emails, with notifications, first thing in the morning, especially when I first started this, because the temptation to uh, 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 is huge. So I'm trying to work with myself. Now, I understand that we all have people that we want to stay in touch with. This is what I did at the very, 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 very beginning, where nothing can get through because I was afraid that I was going to be weak and I was probably right. So I set myself up for success. But then after a while, I put my phone in do not disturb. And there are just a few folks that can get through in case of an emergency. It's only two. That's all it is. Only two. All the emails, all the texts from others, all the everything else. I let it be there kind of like with this wall. So when I bring the wall down, then the messages come through. Remember, a text, an email, a notification is not a demand for your attention. It is a request. It's up to us to decide its level of priority. And this is a little bit of a side note. We tend to put the same level of priority on everything we do, everything we answer. And that really just isn't the case. Again, most things can wait for 59 minutes without us paying attention to them. I promise they won't go away. They'll be right there waiting for us. And it's not getting any worse or any better if we're not dealing with it at six o'clock in the morning. Second thing is when you take something away from the brain, you've got to replace it with something. Nature abhors a vacuum. So if your first thing, unconsciously, I know we don't even think we do it, but if you, if you find out tomorrow morning that that's what you do within the first hour of waking up, uh-huh, hour of waking up, uh, then you got to replace it with something else. Uh, and we're all different. For me, I get up, I empty my bladder, I meditate, or I teach. One of those two things. You can replace it with so many different things. Um, before I even get up, I'm in bed on my back, and I do just a few stretches and twists that take about five minutes. I'm trying to put space between that little deep level of relaxation and deep level of concentration or consciousness. And I'm trying to transition myself nice and slow into my day. Along the way, I'm being very mindful of the thoughts that I'm putting in there because those thoughts, just like a phone, is going to dictate the tone, the vibration of my day. So nature abhors a vacuum. If you don't replace something that you took away with something else, it's going to catch you by surprise and we're going to fill it up possibly with things that won't serve us. So here's just some things. I mentioned it before, meditating, VickySantana.com. Reading, for me, that's a, that's a tough one first thing in the morning. Make sure you're reading something though that fills you up. Uh, journaling, 
You can do that from bed, listening to a podcast, just saying, Uh, making a healthy breakfast, exercising, connecting with your kids, your spouse, your pets. They need you. You Y'all haven't seen each other all night long. How about eh, the outside world doesn't come in just yet so everybody can have the best version of themselves right from the beginning at the beginning of the day? Um, How about setting your goals, prioritizing your day, deciding what you're going to do, making a cup of coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I pay homage to those that are. (laughs) There's so many things that we can do before we grab our phone that are so much better for us. And watch how the tone of your day actually changes. After a while, you really won't miss it. You really won't. But you have to be consistent. You can't just say, well, I'm just going to do it this day. And then on the weekends, I'll be up all night. And then I'll first check it in the morning. The mind is insidious. It remembers everything. So let's say you built up a routine of discipline for the entire week. But you kind of fell off the wagon on Saturday morning. You have just built a five-day wall of resistance. Because all it takes is five days and your brain knows, ah, she'll go back to the old things that she's accustomed to. Do it on the weekends. Do it on the weekdays. Do it consistently and you will see a completely different change in your day. That much I promise you. And in your productivity and in your mindset. And you won't be craving it as much. And maybe one of the rewards that you do for yourself is to start looking at how much you're not, how the numbers are going down. The average is going down because this is exhausting. Basically, you're filling your head with what's in this. And if you do it in the morning when you first wake up, within the first hour of waking up, you pretty much have given power to possibly 7 billion people. And how your day is going to go or not go. All right, my friends, I hope this was helpful. Please leave some comments down below. Let me know what you think. Until next time, with all my love, namaste.